Hello, everybody. My name is Chris. I'm here with my partner in crime, Joe. This is our first show of Flyway Connection. Joe, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Joe Spiris, um, born and raised in Northern California, right outside the rice fields. Been duck hunting all my life, kind of grew up to it. Fourth generation uh, waterfowler. Uh, been in the military 16 years, and uh, I've been field staffing with Valhalla Outdoors for the last four years. Well, that sounds good, man. We had a first show, first episode. Mm-hmm. Finally here, but uh, a little bit about myself. Uh, I'm also in the military. I met Joe um, and Valor and Honor through him. Uh, went out on my first hunt and I uh, grew up deer hunting. And I don't think I'm ever going to see a rack again. Um, but uh, let's go ahead and get into our special guest, Joe. Our, our special guest for this first episode is one only John Perez, former Marine Corps veteran. And the president of Valorant Honor Outdoors. Hey, how are you doing, John? Hey, good afternoon, guys. Good to be good to be here. All right. So, uh, John, obviously, we want to know a lot about uh, Valorant Honor, uh, how it started, um, and uh, where we're at today. Uh, so, first off, let's uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll get into the, like the meat and potatoes as far as um, how Valorant Honor started and what the role is or the idea behind it. Yeah, so, sounds great. So uh, I was uh, born and raised upstate New York, moved down to South Florida uh, for my high school years and uh, did a lot of hunting and fishing growing up and always just found a lot of comfort and solace out there in the woods and on the water. Uh, I come from a military family. Uh, my father was in the Coast Guard and Navy. Um, my brother was Air Force. My sister was Army. And then uh, when I was 17 years old, the Marine barracks in Beirut were bombed. And uh, it just... Uh, it was a pivotal point in my life. I was that at-risk teenager, wasn't sure what I was going to do, wasn't sure what I was living for. And I saw these young guys uh, digging their buddies out of the rubble and uh, realized they had something worth dying for. So uh, I enlisted at 17 and served uh, six years in the Marine Corps and uh, was blessed down the road with a, a wonderful family. Uh, uh, one of them was a son named Ben. And uh, uh, when Ben was 14 years old, he got into duck calling and uh, kind of surprised me. I was never a duck hunter. And, uh, but he really picked up on it and, uh, that really opened up a new door for us. Wow. That's a crazy story. Um, I actually have, uh, actually a lot of family members in the Marine Corps and, uh, you know, you know, the whole story doing yeah. Marines all once a Marine, always a Marine. I got to hear them chewing on the crayons all the time. So, <laughs> um, but, uh, all right. So, uh, I heard you're from upstate New York. You're a Yankees fan. Uh, you know, I, I, I was at the time. I'm not, I'm not a big sports fan right now. My focus is being outdoors and, um, but, but anyway. Okay, good. Cause I was going to hang up on you. Joe almost <laughs> didn't make it cause he's a Giants fan, but. Well, one thing, <laughs> not to brag on uh, Ben a little bit, but what he has to say about Ben is Ben does do competition duck calling and has won North Carolina state competition probably what, five or six times now? I believe he's a five-time state winner uh, for North Carolina. And he is qualified yeah. for Worlds in Stuttgart. How many times has he competed in Stuttgart? Ever since he was 18. So I think uh, at, at least five times, I believe. Maybe maybe six or seven yeah. times. I'm not, not even sure. Phenomenal duck caller. And this, yeah. this is your son, right? That's my son, Ben. Okay. And, and honestly, that's how we got into the uh, – we, we got into Valor and Honor. Ben was uh, 15 years old, uh, was blow uh, – we were hunting together at a charity hunt up in Easton, Maryland, mm -hmm. and uh, some Marines heard Ben calling 
And uh, a Marine named Dave Elwin came over and said, hey, that, that kid can really call. We started talking. He said, would you guys be interested in coming down to Quantico and having Ben blow a duck call for some of our wounded warriors and showing them what it's about and then going out to a blind and calling ducks for them? So I you know, said yes on the spot and went down and was introduced to Fred Salo, who's the founder of Quims, the Quantico Injured Military Sportsman Association. And that began a you know multi-year relationship with Quims. Uh, we, it was a highlight for those next two years going to Quantico and uh, getting to call for the Marines and uh, the wounded warriors from all the different branches. And uh, just by chance, one day there was a, uh, a soldier, 82nd Airborne. Uh, his name was Jake. Uh, he'd been shot by a sniper. And I heard him talking to someone else saying, man, I, this is great. I love it. Um, I wish I could do it more than once a year. And so I asked Jake where he was from, and he mentioned Fort Bragg. And I said, Jake, I live 90 minutes with Fort Bragg. You want to hunt and fish, you call me. I'll take any time. So a few weeks later, my phone rang. It was Jake. And uh, he came up and wanted to do some hunting, and we did some hunting together. And he eventually got his first deer with uh, us with a bow, and we started fishing. And then he started calling and saying, I've got some buddies would like to go. And uh, it really, that was the birth of Valor and Honor Outdoors. Uh, word kind of spread, and the phone kept ringing, and uh, we started getting booked up, just taking guys hunting and fishing. That was really the, the birth of Valor and, Valor and Honor Outdoors. And what I will say is, uh, just from my experience, um, I, like I said, I grew up deer hunting and fishing a lot. We grew up fishing probably better than Joe, but, uh, <laughs> that's another, <laughs> that's another podcast. Um, but I, don't get me wrong. I love deer hunting. Backstrap is close to none to that. Um, but when I got into, uh, and I, I, did, I haven't really talked to Joe about this, but when I got into waterfowl, um, it was really therapeutic, if that makes sense. Um, it kind of, and, and I think with people with PTSD, and nobody wants to say, oh, talk about PTSD as far as service members, um, especially people who are still in because it's kind of, uh, it, it's just kind of something you keep to yourself. Um, and I think that's a norm that uh, needs to be taken away. But as far as uh, for me, I felt like it was really ther- therapeutic. Um, you, you're always on the watch. You kind of, it, it kind of ties everything to what we learn in the military, uh, Marine Corps, Army, whatever service branch you are, Navy, Air Force, um, kind of that attention to details, looking up, uh, being active, not just sitting there in a blind, um, not saying, yeah, I probably won't get another rack on my, um, on my, uh, in my house again, but, um, who knows? I, I might do a deer hunt every now and then, but just waterfowl hunting was, uh, was therapeutic. And there was a, I think, I don't know if I did on Instagram or, uh, it was, a basically why we do this. And it was just, uh, therapy, waterfall therapy, uh, therapy. Yeah. Blindside and, therapy. Yeah. Blindside waterfall therapy. And I thought it, it, I thought that stuck really good. Um, it's really therapeutic. Um, you get to meet great people. I, everybody in the waterfowl, uh, that I waterfowl, um, community, community, I will say everybody has been amazing. Yeah, I, I, I agree because, because of what Ben does, uh, we ex- have access to a lot of waterfowlers and one of our board members, uh, is a special f- forces veteran, uh, Ron Long with RM calls and has been one of our biggest supporters from day one and, uh, goes by stump. And, uh, when stump got behind Valorant on our outdoors, uh, it really took us to a whole new level between his contacts and Ben's contacts. It really opened up a lot of doors for us. And, um, we are blessed to have a group of volunteers. We're very selfless. No one's in it for themselves. And um, so we, we just 
are provided some great opportunities to hunt with some of the best callers in the world, uh, hunt some of the best places in the world. And um, waterfowling kind of is our bread and butter. But, you know, we'll do whatever guys want to do. I tell people, if guys want to go to build a bear, we'll do that. But no one's ever asked me to do <laughs> No one's ever asked me to do that. Um, <laughs> but we've done a lot of things, whether it's uh, horseback riding, metal detecting, bear tours, deer hunts, uh, swan hunts, water, you know, whatever. We'll do whatever it takes to, to serve that community. All right, John, uh, go on to the next question. We'll go ahead and ask you, uh, what is Valor and Honor Outdoors? Um, kind of get into the meat potatoes. I know you kind of broke it down a little bit with us, but tell us how, how exactly it started, um, why you do what you do. Uh, who, what kind of connections you are, person, people that you had to get around you to kind of help you start this. I know, uh, the idea behind it, but I want to know what your thought and your, um, idea behind it is. Yeah. So, uh, that, that's a great question. So, um, you know, coming from a military family had a lot of exposure to some of the, uh, challenges that, that those serving face and, um, being involved with those hunts up there at Quantico with Quinza, I got to see firsthand the therapeutic effects of being outdoors and uh, being able to, uh, you know, get these warriors out there on the water or in the woods. And, um, you know, PTSD is real. Uh, we don't like to talk about it a lot. And, um, you know, I think the I'm not a big fan of the, the term. I don't think it's disorder. I, I think uh, what our men are facing when they come home is just uh, the natural react reaction to being in combat. And um, I don't think there's anything involved that that's a disorder. I just think it's, uh, you know, something traumatic that we have to deal with. But um, you won't hear a lot about PTSD from us on our website. Um, and that's because there's a stigma associated with it. Um, probably 80% of our guys are active duty. And quite honestly, they're not going to touch anything that has PTSD written on it because they don't want to put their uh, clearances at risk. They don't want to put the roles at risk. Many of them are in, in units that require, you know, top secret clearance. And um, so they don't like to talk about PTSD, but we all know that it's real. And certainly through the relationships that we established, we're able to kind of provide some resources uh, for these men and women. Um, early on, when we started with other groups, we, the focus was on wounded warriors and um, quickly realized that there was someone that kept that wounded warrior alive on the battlefield. And the analogy I like to use is, you know, a, a Marine who's, who's injured in combat and uh, you know, one, one buddy's holding his leg and stopping the bleeding and others putting a tourniquet on him. Another guy's on a radio calling for an evac and his other buddies are laying down cover fire. And, you know, eventually that Marine gets out of there, but his buddies go back to the battle and they're covered in his blood and they're wondering how he's doing. This is someone they've served with someone that's closer than a brother. And that creates a lot of trauma and angst. And, the wounds aren't physical, they're mental, but they're still wounds nonetheless. And um, what we saw very quickly was that a lot of these guys didn't get the same opportunities as the wounded warriors. So at that point, we just said, you know, we're going to just focus on anybody who served with valor and honor, anybody who's honorably discharged. And um, and that really became our focus from that, from that day on. Uh, you, you asked some questions about, you know, how we surrounded ourselves with others and who helped us get started. Uh, you know, huge shout out to Quimza, Fred Salo up there uh, for kind of showing us uh, the opportunity. Um, then I had a very good friend, Tim Sexton, who's on our board, and uh, he saw what we were doing. And he financially he came beside me and said, hey, let's let's make this a nonprofit. So in 2016, we um, established a nonprofit. We were taking out you know, about 150 folks a year on our own dime up to that point and realized that we really wanted to do um, 
what needed to be done, we needed some more support. So uh, he came on board. And then uh, Stump from RM Calls, who's a SF veteran, came on board and opened up a whole new venue for us into the uh, another segment of the waterfowl community that my son Ben was already involved in, uh, the calling community, the duck making duck call making community. And that really opened up some other doors for us. And that really uh, got us going uh, in a significant way. Yeah. And I, I hear you. Um, so as far as, and I think it's great what you guys are doing. Um, I do believe uh, you guys are actually helping. Um, I've done some programs before um, and not, not to say that they don't help, but they're not for me. Um, I think there's just certain things that are for some people. Um, and what I will say for people who don't waterfowl hunt, give it a try. I mean, try it out. It's really therapeutic. Um, I was one of those guys that made fun of water, waterfowl guys. Um, you know, the whole, uh, why do I want to keep blowing on stuff all day when I can, you know what I mean? But, um, but it's just, it's, it, it, to me, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't something I guess I didn't want to do at the time growing up, um, growing up in Texas, it was all, let's see who can get the biggest rack. Um, I did some squirrel hunting, but a lot of fishing. And when I did it, and like I said earlier, it was just uh, real therapeutic for me. Um, and I think that's what's happened because you've had what, how many, a couple of guys that just turned from whatever they used to do hunt. So for me, the ongoing joke <clears throat> this year is I'm probably have spent a little over 10 grand of other people's money <laughs> on waterfowl gear. And um, I've probably brought some wives to having to buy early birthday presents and Christmas presents. But um, I mean, John, I, I think a little backstory about me and Val and Honor. I met John on a whim. And I don't know if I ever told you this, John, <laughs> that youth deer hunt. Uh, I almost didn't go. Um, the Sergeant Major at the time, uh, Sergeant Major Oaks. Uh, we got back from a train event and he was like, Hey Spiris, you're going to take your son on a deer hunting trip. And it was actually on the youth deer hunt, but that wasn't, if you know, guys know me, I am a huge wing shooter. Uh, that's what I do is I shoot anything that flies. And it was during, it was right in the opening weekend of dove season. And I was like, no, I'm going to go shoot some doves. And he was like, no, you, I'm not asking you. I'm telling you, you're going to go up here. And um, take your kid hunting. So I was like, right, enough said. It could be worse. And, um, you know, the big thing is, yeah, there's a lot of waterfowl. And, you know, but the deer hunting ventures we've done, the turkey hunting. Um, and for me, it was getting an opportunity to hang out with my oldest boy on a deer hunt where, you know, something we don't usually do. Got out of both of our comfort zones. Um, and I, you know, unlike other organizations that just focus on the soldier or the service member, uh, Val and Honor really took home the, the family bond of it, you know, involving the, the wives, the kids and, you know, again, not just, you know, the individual spending time in the woods, but the family spending time in the woods. 
And, and just to ca- caveat that, um, I, that's, that's another, he brought another good point. So my son, I've taken, I've taken him hunting, but he's not the best of being quiet. And if you've ever, obviously you've been deer hunting, um, you, you kind of can't make noise. Um, and he kind of gets impatient. He's a, he wants to, he just wants to be active. So, uh, my daughter, she's, she's all right. She's not so bad, but, uh, when I took him waterfowl hunting, it was okay for him to, you know, joke around with his oldest son, Joey. And, um, it was okay for, you know, them to talk, to kind of like laugh and giggle. But when we saw birds, they knew, all right, let's be quiet. And then for like 20, 30 seconds, whatever it may be for, uh, Joe working the birds. Um, and then, uh, and then they can go back to being kids. And I really enjoyed that because I got to enjoy the time more with my kids, um, take more pictures, kind of be, uh, but still be proactive. Um, so I really do enjoy that. I think that's another good thing that, uh, Val and Honor brings for service members is not just, uh, for the service members, but if just like me, most service members are, um, it's all about family. So. Yeah. And, you know, that's a very good, very good point. And, you know, I'll add, we're not a hunting organization. We're a veteran support organization and hunting is just, you know, the key thing that we do. Uh, But like I've said before, if guys want to do build a bear, we'll go build a bear if that's what they want to do. It's just that no one wants to do that. And um, getting families involved is very important. I would say 80% of our guys are active duty. And, and the sad fact is that, um, and I always tell our volunteers this, when you have this parent out there with their son or their daughter, they could be deployed next week. And this can be the last memory that that child has with mom or dad. As, as sad as it is, that's just a harsh reality in our world. And so these events are very, very important. I just had three Marines here in the house this weekend, and um, one of them brought his wife. And, you know, she duck hunted with them in the morning. In the afternoon, she just kind of stayed and relaxed. Uh, but getting the families out there is very, very important to us. And, um, uh, so, so we're, we're honored to do it. Um, I'm, I'm not even a big waterfowler myself. It's just that, you know, uh, the door opened because my son, Ben was a competitive caller and we've got people on our board that are, you know, big in the duck call, uh, making, uh, industry. And, uh, but we do all kinds of things. We, you know, black bear tours here in Northeast North Carolina. That's a big deal. We'll go out in an hour and a half, two hours, see, you know, 20 to close to 50 black bears uh, and, and, you know, for families to see that for the first time and the kids behind binoculars and spotting scopes. Um, so, you know, there are a lot of things we do, kayaking and horseback riding and things like that. We just want to serve uh, the military, our, our veterans and their families. And um, hunting is just one of the uh, venues that we use to do that. And I, I'm, I'm really glad you actually cleared that up. Um, I know I that's something I'm pretty bad at, but I'll go ahead and fix that. But, um, then this is not just important for me, but important for people listening to this podcast. Um, you know, you, you don't have to just go out hunt. You can, like you said, go horseback ride. And if they want to make a build, have a, do a build a bear. And maybe after this, you might get some calls for, Hey, I want to do a build a bear. So let's do it. (laughs) But, uh, you know, just kind of clear that up that you guys are a veterans organ or I'm going to clear that up. You guys are a a veterans organization. Um, and, uh, just getting involved, um, which is a great thing. I really do enjoy that. And I do, I, I like, I like that, uh, whole, um, the idea and behind that. So, uh, thanks for clearing that up. Yeah. And, and I'll add, Joe mentioned a good point. So it was a Sergeant major, uh, Sergeant major Oaks, who've done a lot of hunts with and, uh, the, the, uh, senior enlisted officers, the officers, the chaplains, they're huge resources for us. And that's where we get a lot of our guys. I remember, Several years ago, we had a turkey hunt scheduled opening day in North Carolina. We had four soldiers coming in, 
And a week before, uh, the chaplain called me from the 82nd. He said, John, he said, you know, we had had a rough time and um, we've had some you know, just, just struggles. And I've got about 20 guys and we need to do something next week. And then I was like, chaplain, that's opening of Turkey. He's like, John, we, we got to do something. So uh, we scrambled and um, we brought 20 guys from the 82nd up and uh, we did a skeet shoot. At the same time, we had four guys turkey hunting and we had a full cabin. Uh, and I don't think I've ever been part of a, an event that was more fun than that. Um, so we'll scramble. We'll, we'll try to meet the needs of the organization that requests it. And we can build custom one-off events. Um, if we know that there's a unit that's had a rough deployment or um, other challenges, uh, we'll do something catered just towards that organization. And, I mean, John's been kind of modest when he says scramble to get an event together. Uh, every event that I've been a part of or you know, have um, helped and all that, I mean, they're class A events, John. Um, coming from the tur, I mean – I know we're not 100% a hunting uh, organization, but just some of the some of the properties that you know Val and Honor has gotten are you know Class A properties, from the deer, the turkey, the duck. Um, you know these aren't getting guys on uh, on hunts. They're the quality hunts that you know you're when you go on a Val and Honor hunt. You're gonna. It's gonna be something you and your family or you and a buddy talk talk about a lifetime, or you know, it's, it's a memory you're gonna share with the grandkids. And even you know, ventures you know, just with skeet shooting. Um, anywhere from you know the CTO house that you guys you would rent out, or the plant, um, the wedding venture house that you guys you know out there in Burlington, or even the you know our um, our working relationship we have with. Um, Honey break. Honey break. I mean, those are, you know, when you do a Val and Honor venue, it is a class, class venue. Nothing's last minute per se, John, where, where I've noticed where, you know, the people that are donating and the people that are participating are definitely getting their, um, what we say the money's worth. Yeah. Well, we, um, so, so two things I'd say there is, you know, one, uh, one of our guiding principles is, is quality over quantity. Um, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it right. We, you know, we're not going to put 10 guys on a 200 acre property and say, go deer hunting. We're not going to do that. It's going to be one, one person or, or two guys that know each other and they're going to have a full run of the place. And the other thing too is, um, and I don't know that folks always know this, but everything we do is 100%, um, cost free to the participants. We don't charge for anything. Um, if there's a cost for like a group like Honey Break or wherever, those organizations support us. They give us discounts, but we bear all that cost and um, we'll provide the ammunition and the weapons, um, uh, the clothing, whatever it takes. You know, I, like I said, I had three Marines here this weekend and uh, I think I lent out every pair of Sitka gear that I have um, to different people because they didn't realize how cold it was. Um, but, uh, you know, we will provide everything that's needed for, for these outings. So, so here's a question for you, John. Um, how far do you... So, from this podcast, um, what we want to do is we want to, you know, provide that information for veterans um, and, and the civilians as well, as far as like waterfowl or whatever it may be, um, what we uh, put on this podcast. But how far do you reach out for veterans, let's say, who are in California, who are in Washington, Texas? Uh, I, I don't know if there's a base in Montana. I mean, I'm sure there is an Air Force base or something up there. How far do you do y'all actually reach out or do you guys have people out there? 
So we've, we've got a great network um, because we have so many folks that are active duty, not only here in the U.S., but all over the country. You know, I'll give you a great example. I had someone in Italy in the Army reach out. Um, he was with JSOC and said, hey, I'm coming back stateside and somebody gave me your name and uh, I want to be on a deer hunt. Uh, we had him on a deer hunt two weeks after he got back home and he shot his biggest buck ever. Um, so we did events in nine states last year. Um, we have contacts basically in all 50 states. And it's really just, it depends on what's being asked of us. We are, we're a nonprofit. Uh, we hosted over well over 300 folks last year in nine states. We did 300 the year before. We probably would have done five or 600 last year had COVID not you know, reared its ugly head. Um, but we're just limited by the resources that we have. Um, so don't be afraid to reach out. Uh, if someone's in Montana or wherever, just say, hey, what opportunities do you have? Uh, they might be able to drive a state or two over and attend one of our events. Or we may have someone there that we can reach out to. I've got an event I'm um, holding up in the mountains of North Carolina, and that was a one-off event where uh, there was an individual who kind of needed some R&R, and someone reached out. And we're putting an event together just for these two guys, just so they can get out there and do some trout fishing. So, like I said, we'll build an event. We'll um, use all our uh, resources, and um, we'll leverage other organizations as well. Other organizations reach out to us and say, hey, you know, we've got someone who wants to do this event. We hear you guys can help, and we'll do that. We don't care whose banner is flying. We don't care if it's under Valor Honor Outdoors name. We're not about that. We don't care who gets the credit. We just want to get that individual in the outdoors. Um, there's some great organizations out there. Um, there's some organizations I probably shy away from, um, but we'll be glad to refer uh, people uh, to someone else if we can't do it. Okay. So the next question then for the, for the view, for the listeners, um, where can they reach or get this information from y'all? I mean, can they, is there an email? Is there a messenger? Sure. Is, Sure. Uh, so probably Facebook is, is, is the number one place to reach us. Um, you'll see a lot of our events on there. And, and one thing that I'll, I'll say is we do a lot with uh, the special ops community, a lot of tier one uh, operators and other federal agencies that, you know, by virtue of their role, they don't want to be, you know, photographed and want to have a lot of pictures out there. So you'll see a fraction of what we do on Instagram and Facebook. Um, but we monitor that page all the time. You can send us a, a private message on Facebook. My phone number's on there. Our email's on there. And um, my phone is on 24 by 7. If that phone rings at 3 in the morning, I'm answering it. Um, so that's the best place to reach us and let us know uh, what you're interested in, in doing. Um, and also, if you're interested in supporting us, reach out and just let's have a conversation about what it is you'd like to do. Uh, you know, I had a SEAL uh, put me in contact with a buddy of his a couple months ago and you know, he said, I want to do a hog hunt in South Carolina. And um, a lot of people say they want to help. But when it comes down to it, you know, um, they're not as committed as they thought they were. Or, you know, it was a little bit more than they anticipated. But this individual called me two months later. And uh, next month, we've got a, a hunt set scheduled. We're bringing six warriors down to South Carolina to do a little hog hunting. Um, so just reach out to us and let us know what do you want to do or let us know how you think you can help us. And we'll start to have a dialogue. Well, you know. And, and I'll just add, the quality is really, really important to us. Uh, if, if we're going to do an event with someone we've never dealt with before and I can't be there or Joe can't be there, you know, we're, we're going to do a lot of research. But we prefer that one of us is there for that first event just to kind of, you know, make sure the quality of the event is there and that people are doing it for the right reasons. Um, so if you're doing an event with us, you can rest assured that that organization has been fully vetted and that it's going to be, you know, a first class operation and things are done ethically in the right way. Okay. That's actually good. I actually, I really hope more people, you might have to get more phone lines and stuff because uh, hopefully <laughs> these people get out. But, uh, um, 
So let, let's go ahead and, uh, I guess, finish up with this as far as uh, I, and I kind of brought the idea to Joe or you guys kind of had this idea from my understanding, but I kind of brought it to him because uh, when I was at Campbell, I had a, a, a buddy of mine and we were going to start a podcast to kind of uh, for veterans, uh, deployed veterans at that who don't get really that information, kind of uh, looking into send stuff for care packages. And what basically happened is it, it didn't happen. Um, he, he went one way, I went the other and uh, it it just didn't happen. Um, I had all this stuff and I, I thought, uh, to myself, I was driving. I think it was at night I was going to, uh, I left a hunt with Joe and I was like, you know what? I really want to, um, send this message out, inform people about Val and honor. Cause I had no idea until I met Joe. I didn't know anything when I was at Campbell. I didn't know anything about Val and honor. Um, and I thought, what is the best way? Uh, well, I, I was going to do a podcast before. Why not do it this way? So I thought providing that information through here, um, kind of is going to help that. Um, and also provide knowledge when it comes to waterfowl hunting or fishing or whatever we may be talking about. Um, just any day life or how bad the giants are or uh, <laughs> how bad the cowboys are. I mean, I don't know. Just, uh, just kind of like everyday, um, discussions, but, uh, I will say from this, um, what I want to get or what I uh, hope to achieve is to provide that information um, for our service members and veterans um, so that when they go to their next location, they're not alone. They, they can meet somebody there, uh, where there'd be Fort Riley, uh, where there'd be, uh, 29 palms in the middle of nowhere. So, um, it, wherever it may be uh, it, that they can reach out to somebody and go, get out there and, uh, build a bear or, you know, hike big bear, whatever it may be. So, um, so from there, as far, um, as that, so the idea when Joe brought it up, I did it. I was kind of curious, just kind of just personally for me, what was your thoughts when you're like, Hey, this guy wants to start a podcast with us. You're like, hey, is he kidding me? <laughs> well, you know, Joe, Joe's done a lot with us over the years and, um, I've come to, rely on him and trust him. He's like a brother to me. And, um, and he, he, he's honestly one of our busiest volunteers at Valor Honor Outdoors. So, uh, it's definitely outside my comfort zone jumping on a podcast, but, um, it allows us to get more exposure and, and be able to help more, um, you know, soldiers and Marines and sailors and airmen than, than I'm all for it. Um, you, you met, and by the way, I was stationed at 29 Palms, so I can attest that's the middle of nowhere. Yeah. My cousin um, was too. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's, it's not fun, but, uh, you know, you mentioned uh, things like care packages and things like that. We do a lot. We, we pass out clothing. We just donated to a military family that lost a house in a fire. We provide space heaters for veterans. We provide food and blankets. We do a lot of things. And sometimes we do that through other organizations. So if anybody out there hearing this is saying, I've got this idea and I want to help, reach out to me. Um, we kind of stay within our wheelhouse. We know what we're good at. But um, if you if you want to send supplies to a deployed unit, we can make phone calls to different sergeant majors and just say, listen, here's what we have. And they will give us a name and address and say, hey, send all your care packages here and we'll make sure they get delivered uh, to these guys that are that are in a hot zone. So um, don't hesitate to reach out. Um, if a thousand non nonprofit organizations supporting veterans popped up tomorrow, it still would not be enough to meet the need that's out there. What we do is all word of mouth. We don't advertise for the simple reason where of that 
if I were to put a message out there, say, hey, I have a duck hunt for two guys next month, I'd get a thousand messages and I'd have to tell 998, 998 guys we can't make it. Um, so we don't do that. It's really just word of mouth and, um, you know, people letting us know that there's someone in need and someone who could really benefit from, from getting outdoors. So, um, there are some good organizations out there. We know who they are. If we can't meet the need, we'll help you, uh, get in contact with an organization that can, can meet that specific need. Uh, we've started providing service dogs and therapy dogs, but our, our core competency is not training these dogs, but we can provide them and get them to organizations that can do that. Um, and make sure that you're getting, you know, quality animals and things like that. So that, that's just an example of some of the, some of the things that we can do. Yeah. And that, that's actually really great. Um, I really did enjoy you uh, on the show. Um, we definitely get, or if you would like, I'm not going to tell you what you, you want to do, but we definitely need to get you back on here uh, for future podcasts. Just so, uh, just to give us updates on what's going on with Val and Honor. Uh, again, if you guys want to reach them, uh, Facebook, uh, Val, just Val and Honor Outdoors. Uh, there's a, you can go to Val and Honor, uh, is it .com, your website? Uh, com or .org. Uh, in fact, our new website will be live uh, this this week. And um, uh, it's, it's nothing fancy, but it's a way to reach us. And um, don't hesitate to reach out. Yeah, absolutely. And then for our listeners, if you guys have any questions as well, if, uh, you know, for some reason uh, there is questions that you want about this podcast or even, even stuff that we want to talk about, uh, you can go ahead and reach me and Joe through our Facebook page, which is uh, Flyway Connections Podcast, uh, or uh, instant message, Instagram, YouTube, uh, or our email, which is Flyway Connections Podcast at gmail.com. Now, the Gmail is going to change in the future with our own domain, but as of right now, this is where we're at. Um, again, I want to thank you, John, for coming on to the show. Uh, Joe, thank you for getting me into this life and let's uh let's keep going hey, no probably john i really appreciate the big thank you for just letting me do what i do and be able to help me support other people yeah i appreciate it thank you guys it's been an honor to be here and uh, look forward to connecting another time hey and uh i want to again thank our guest uh john from valor and honor and I want to thank all our listeners to listening to Flyway Connections. Uh, just so everybody's aware that Val and Honor is a 100% volunteer organization. So all the events that they host are at no cost to the service members. So please reach out to them. Uh, it is a matching gift programs. Uh, there's a lot of companies like this that offer these programs, such as the United Way. Because of that, Val and Honor is an established nonprofit organization they do qualify for this programs, uh, goods and services that help Valor and Honor, such as donate hunts or offering discounts to hunts or even land. Or if you're willing to lease out uh, your land to Val and Honor, it, it's more than enough to help uh, gear, fundraisers, donations. It helps all that. Um, there, Val and Honor is also looking for gear for military families, anything can help for the field. Uh, they currently are actually looking for a pontoon boat. So if you're a listener out there, you have a pontoon boat or other similar crafts for family outaging. If you're willing to donate that, please reach out to Val and Honor. If you, if you don't want to, if for some reason you forget about Val and Honor and you, you forgot what they were called, listen to the podcast or reach out to us at Flyway Connections. We can definitely help. Uh, again, I want to thank the listeners and we'll see you on our next show.
And uh, like always, y'all have a good one. Mm-hmm.